Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. Hope you are all having a fine summer day here. We are going to talk. Look, <laughs> I don't mean this uh, podcast to have become Street Fighter Six, the podcast, but obviously it's very difficult not to keep talking about this game and all the things that's going on with it. And so uh, obviously the latest news, uh, we just had CEO this past weekend. And so we had our first major tournament. Again, spoilers, uh, Mena RD ended up taking that tournament so mana rd continuing his streak of just ridiculous play uh cementing himself as probably the best in north america right now um but uh also after ceo uh finished or was it during ceo actually let me see if i can find this over here uh, the Dao. No, that's not what I want. I wanted the Hado. The Hado. In case you guys don't know, the hot the Hado is uh a Rick Thayer, aka uh the guy who runs Combo Breaker and now currently runs Evo. And uh, during CEO. Uh, let's see, this was on June 20th. So this was Monday. So he tweeted this on Monday, uh, the Monday morning after CEO. Uh, let me show you guys what he tweeted over here. That's it. That's all he tweeted. New record. New record, he says. Now, obviously could be potentially vague. What does he mean, new record? Well, this came right after the tweet of, uh, let's see, decided to check in on EVO 2023 registration while watching CEO's top eights this morning. Multiple franchises will break their all-time EVO registration records or grow from 2022 numbers today. Unreal. So again, you only have two weeks left to register for this, uh, as he says here. Uh, Tournament Reg closes in less than two weeks uh, for EVO. But of course, new record broken. Let's talk about this for a little bit here, okay? Let's talk about this because, you know, Street Fighter VI breaking the EVO attendance record is more than what you would think. Like, a lot of people are like, well, the game is big, clearly, you know, it'll break the numbers, but let's let's talk about exactly what this means, what this number means, the fact that it broke the record. The previous record for EVO entrance was Street Fighter V with just over 5,000 uh, entrants, with just over... 5,000 entrants. Uh, we'll talk about that, King9999, where you say it means 8 a.m. pools. But uh, we'll talk about that because most likely not, uh, especially with the way that Rick has been trying to run EVO these past few years. But let's talk about this because I think we need some context here on these numbers being broken by Street Fighter Six. So if you guys remember, the original record was held by Street Fighter Five. If I'm not mistaken, let me use the old Googles over here. Street Fighter V release date was on February 16th, 2016. 
Registration for Evo opened in January of 2016. This was right on the heels of Ultra Street Fighter 4. And uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4, if you guys don't know, like at that time, despite, you know, the Elena and all that stuff like that, Ultra Street Fighter 4 was really, really popular. And Street Fighter as an esport was kind of on a high. And it was on a rise. And people, oh shoot, shout outs to Wooly. Wooly with the raid. Let's go, baby. What's going on, sir? How you doing? Um, but um, we had a situation where uh, basically... Everybody was hyped for Street Fighter V. I've often told the story about how myself and Joe were like, man, this could be the big one. Here comes Street Fighter V, because that was kind of the momentum we were feeling after uh, Street Fighter IV, right? After Ultra Street Fighter IV. Evo registration opened up in January. The game wasn't out yet, and everybody registered for Evo to play Street Fighter V. And it got over 5,000 entrants at EVO. Keep in mind that this was a bunch of people who signed up for EVO kind of based on the hype <laughs> of uh, Street Fighter V. Based on the hype. And yeah, a lot of people were burned out from Street Fighter IV, uh, like uh, Man of Peerless Might says over here. Um... And then the game came out. <laughs> and then the game came out. And then the game came out. And uh, I can tell you right now that in 2016, there were a lot of DQs in Street Fighter V. A lot of people didn't end up even playing their matches and... You know, we could all talk about the fact that Street Fighter V clearly was a game that did not live up to the hype, uh, especially on launch, right? You know, we all say that Street Fighter V eventually got there, but eventually, <laughs> eventually is the key word, right? I, I liked Street Fighter V. I was glad to have a new game. I'm always has a, a, lot, a, a new game. I mean, every Evo, yeah, does have a lot of DQs, <laughs> but not to this level, right? The two highest level of DQs for Evo were for Street Fighter V and KOF 13. Right, because KOF 13, if you entered Evo for KOF 13, you got a free my shirt. A lot of people entered for the my shirt. <laughs> oh man. <coughs> so uh, yeah, Street Fighter Five had a lot of DQs. Uh, so even though it broke the record for uh, you know entrance, I wouldn't say that there was actually five thousand people in that actual uh, tournament, right? There definitely wasn't that many. In fact, I would probably say maybe half of that was there. Maybe half of the people actually uh, played in the tournament. And so now that record has been holding steady for a very long time. I think the next highest, uh, what is it? Let me see if I can find what the next highest is. Evo Entrant Records. I don't know if anybody has 
Jesus Christ. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Did you guys hear that? What the hell was that? Jesus. <laughs> I guess I do live in Metro City. Holy crap. There was some explosion or something outside there. That was that like a I mean that was loud, dude. That wasn't even like remotely like a tire popping or something, dude. That was I mean, I don't even know if that was a gunshot. Like that felt way too loud to be a gunshot. That literally felt like something exploded, dude. Like that felt like something exploded. In any case, <laughs> in any case, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by explosion, um, the, um, I believe <laughs> Street Fighter V had the record at 5,000 plus entrance. I think the second highest might have been Strive last year with over 2,000 entrants. I want to say, no, that's not true, because Smash Ultimate got 3,492 entrants in EVO 2019. Smash Ultimate is probably uh, the second highest total ever. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> I guess I'm allergic to explosions or something. Whew, shoot. Oh, boy. But yeah, uh, so Smash Ultimate, probably the second highest at 3,492 entrants. But Street Fighter VI now, with the Hado reporting that this record is broken, over 5,000 people have entered. Now, clearly we could have been in the same kind of situation, right? So when did EVO registration go up? EVO 2023 registration start date. Uh, let's see. Uh, when did, when did the, 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 the registration start? Does anybody remember when evil registration started? I can't even remember at this point in time. But again, uh, the, the, what I'm trying to get at here is that I think a lot of people, oh, that's a good point. I can check Evo Twitter. Uh, good call. A lot of people remember that Street Fighter V thing. What the hell? How did I go to this Twitter? That's not where I'm trying to go. Uh, let's see here. Late February. So the cool thing about it is... The fuck is happening here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, all right, I am going to just continue forward here. And, uh, let's see, uh, 
Okay, uh, when did Evo registration start? <laughs> Sorry, guys, I am super, super, dude, it's not in my home. That's the thing is I can tell it's outside pretty far away. It's not happening in my home. I just have no idea what the heck is going on over here. Like, it literally sounds like something is exploding right now. Uh, near where I live and so this is absolutely terrifying uh, I'm gonna have to go check in just a little bit Jesus dude they posted a lot during Evo Japan holy crap uh, let's see uh, oh here we go the complete Evo 2023 lineup this was uh, February 21st so registration went uh, live on February 21st right <laughs> So, uh, again, that's not a gunshot, Shogundo. So there's no danger of bullets. I would be more scared of shrapnel and debris right now, uh, anything, more than anything, because that definitely sounds like something is exploding. Um, but, uh, I mean, I hope it's not movie. I mean, if it was movie filming, I feel like somebody would, uh, uh, let us know. I mean, from your guys' point of view, I'm not sure how it sounds, but for me, that was definitely explosions. Yeah, actually, it could be fireworks testing. You're right. You're right. I forgot. Fourth of July is right around the corner. That's almost certainly what it is, some sort of fireworks testing, and maybe somebody had a mishap or something, which is kind of terrifying. Anyway, sorry. I keep getting off track because of this freaking explosion over here. Um... We had the betas, and I know a lot of people were probably a, like a little bit cognizant of what happened before with Street Fighter V. Everyone registered early, and then, and in fact, I would love to talk to the Hado and see how the registration numbers for Street Fighter VI built up. Like, when did it get to that point, etc., etc. Uh, but the thing about it is, the fact that we had that happen to break the record or to set the record a long time ago with over 5,000 entrants and then having Street Fighter V come out and really just kind of, you know, come out to very little fanfare and to a lot of uh, complaints and frustrations. The fact that Street Fighter VI has achieved these numbers and after the game has come out, I mean, by the judgment of what uh, Rick was saying over here, that uh, it seems like the numbers are just continually going up and continuing to grow after the game has released is huge. That is a huge, huge thing, a uh, huge, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, indication of how well received this game is. You know, obviously I've been talking about it a lot on the stream here, asking you guys your thoughts and everything like that. A lot of people have been extremely, extremely happy. And that's the thing is, I don't think they're gonna cap it, King9999. That's not Evo, right? Evo doesn't cap the tournaments. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I really don't think that they'll ever cap it. I think they're just going to let it rock at this point in time, which is terrifying to think about. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the, 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 the logistics of this in just a little bit. But the fact that this game is breaking the record 
after it's released, and by the sounds of what Rick has said, it sounds like that the um, the numbers are continuing to rise and probably will continue to rise. And we don't even know how far the record has been broken. It sounds like Rick hasn't really checked the numbers in a little bit, right? And he just came and checked. It could be 6,000, 7,000. There's been a lot of people with like pools and betting pools to see what the over and under was going to be. Like, is it going to reach 8,000? Is it going to reach 9,000? But, I mean, to put these numbers in perspective, to have it break the record in 2023 with this game that has been out and having everybody so excited for the game and entering it, and uh, especially, you know, after this pandemic and after everybody has gotten... I mean, we're spoiled by good netcode, right? L let me talk to you about this part about it, too, because, like, games like uh, One Year Evo Ran Dead or Alive... Uh, on the Xbox 360 because it was like the highest selling game when the 360 first came out. Not the highest selling game, but one of the most online played games, right? It was really popular on the Xbox 360. So Evo put uh, Dead or Alive into uh, their lineup. Nobody showed up for it. Dude, nobody showed up to play because when you're used to playing online... You don't go to events like you're just not if you're not you didn't come from that arcade era. It wasn't just one of those things that you just did naturally. You just didn't go to events. The reason why Melee and, uh, you know, Melee has been so strong is because those players had to travel to play. Right. There was no slippy back then. There wasn't even bad net code on the game. So those players were used to traveling. And so we have a situation here where this game, which has mostly been play, being played online with a bunch of new people who, uh, you know, this might be one of their first fighting games ever that they're taking seriously. Um, dude, to break the numbers in this era of great online play and, hey, I can watch the stream at home and stuff like that. This is massive. <laughs> This is massive, but yeah, not so we talked about that. A lot of games are breaking the record, and you know what? Look, I don't want to discredit the other games, but I'm just going to say this again because I've been living by this creed forever, which is a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So not only do we have a lot of people probably wanting to go to EVO to try Mortal Kombat 1, for example, uh, but the Street Fighter Six entrance is a big draw right so a lot of people going there to play and they're going to enter all the other games if if they enjoyed playing those games you know even if you let, let's say we had 7500 entrants at evo right if even a tenth of those players if even a tenth of those players were like yeah i'll enter strive while i'm here that's 750 entrants added to strive <laughs> Where Strive's record was 2,000 plus entrants, right? Their record was, you know, was significantly above, you know, twice that. But still, like, if even a tenth of the players at who are signed up for Street Fighter Six, assuming they get to 7,500 entrants, played another game, they're adding 750 people to that tournament, right? Even if it was a one-twentieth of the players, you're adding 375 people to that tournament. So it's 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 crazy. And yeah, Marvel 3 being there is probably a <laughs> another reason as well. But 
Uh, I think it is what needs to be embraced, and Evo is a showcase of skill and maybe invitationals by ranks. No, 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 no. Evo should never, ever, ever, ever go to an invitational route. Only if we have like a cool little side thing, but Evo should never, ever, ever, ever be an invitational or favor invitationals. Evo is always going to be every man can enter and that is what it is. That is the fighting game community. The fighting game community is bred off the backs of going to arcades, putting up quarters, and you get to play. You get to play. Like, that's how it is. And you get your shot at Evo. Gamer B came out from Taiwan. Nobody knew who Gamer B was. And in the second year of Street Fighter 4, dominated, beat Justin Wong, a grand finalist, second place from the previous year, with Adon, a character that nobody really even knew. He made a name for himself at that event, and Gamer B, from that point on, was always considered a fan favorite. Evo is always going to be this way. Like, we should never, ever... <laughs> Evo should never focus on an invitational. It should, I mean, if it does anything, it'll be like what we did in Street Fighter 4 the first year where we had the regions, right? We had the East Coast versus the West Coast versus the whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it should never, never, ever have any sort of focus on that. Um, it should never be one of the main events. Let's just put it that way. So uh, Evo is always going to be about the L.I. Joes. Uh, it's always going to be that kind of a story uh, in, in a way. So, yeah, uh -huh. in EVO 2010, Infiltration wasn't really known either. You know, he, he got third place at that EVO as well. So, uh, does Gamerbeat do something with Project L? I, I don't remember hearing anything about that. So, that's, that's news to me, if that's the case. I, I don't remember hearing anything about that. I know he had a chance to try it, but I don't think he's actually working on the game or anything like that. So... Um, but again, the main point here is that the fact that we have this many people in Street Fighter VI, this many people entered into the event, and this many people, uh, and it's breaking records in this day and age, I think is amazing. It's, it's unprecedented. It's unheard. Like, to say that, you know, oh, cool, Evo broke records, Street Fighter VI, yay, is not really enough right? Our hope was that Street Fighter 6 was going to kind of try to help usher in a new era of fighting games, along with that momentum leading right into Mortal Kombat, leading right into Tekken 8, you know, having this momentum, this kind of like huge, giant, like explosion of fighting games. And, you know, to have Evo be breaking numbers, even in games that aren't Street Fighter 6, is a really big tell and it does feel like we're, we're we're growing somewhere because again the smash the smash scene obviously is ginormous right so smash having the second highest at 3500 entrance is awesome and it's the largest smash tournament ever if i'm not mistaken it might have been broken since 2019 i'm not 100 percent sure but you know 
if you don't put Smash in that running, because like I said, Smash is its kind of its own thing, right? The next highest might be that Guilty Gear Strive at over 2,000. So we have a 5,000 to a 2,000 drop-off. And so just to have over maybe 6,000 people at Street Fighter is is crazy, dude. Crazy. Oh, man. In any case... uh. Yeah, I, I just, to me, uh, well, it's, yeah, that's right. I, I wanted to go, sorry, I'm reading the chat at the same time. So uh, <laughs> I'm reading the chat at the same time. The, the uh, let's talk about the logistics of this, right? A lot of people are saying maybe 8 a.m. pools and all this stuff like that. Look, I, I said it before uh, when we were talking about the three out of five or the two out of three thing. Uh, no tournament organizer worth their weight is going to see registration numbers like this and just be like, well, huh, what do we do? Uh, let's start pools at eight. Like, uh, I mean, that's definitely an option. That's definitely an option. And starting pools at eight might happen again. But the thing about it is, you know, if you try to maintain a certain time, it's really just about money, right? It's just, it's always just going to be about money. Running a tournament of let's just let's pretend, okay. I'm not even gonna fat like I don't think it's reaching this number, but let's just pretend it got to 10,000 people entered, right? The answer really is more space, more setups, more judges, right? <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. You get more space, you get more setups. Get more people to run the, the those situations because again, no matter how many people are entering, you know you can run pools simultaneously. So it's just about having enough setups. This is gonna probably, I mean, not even a question. This is gonna be the the largest endeavor, and I wonder if gaming generations even has enough machines to facilitate this kind of things. But yeah, once we even get to the semis, the semis are going to be like one of the biggest tournaments in fighting game history. <laughs> oh man. But, uh, it's, 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 it's just going to be about having the number of setups. So if the TO, if Rick and everybody else who helps run this event, are dedicated to making sure there are no 8 a.m. pools. There's just going to be more setups. There's just going to be more machines, and they're going to have to rent out more space. They're going to have to allocate more space for more machines. And this is something that I'm sure they've thought of because they definitely didn't come into this registration thinking, eh, Street Fighter Six might get 3,000. Like, you definitely go into this thinking, Street Fighter Six could break the record. And so you're already taking to account that into account and you're just waiting to see if you need to execute that plan or not. And so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the plan definitely needs to be executed now and uh, they definitely need to get more space. So, again, you know, if the TOs know what they're doing, the, the, the attendance should not experience anything of like extra time or having earlier pools etc etc it would just be a, a situation where just there's just when you increase the numbers like that it does get difficult because you do need more judges there's more potential for mistakes here and there or you know uh 
machine like god i don't even want to know what the power drain is on something like that dude i don't even want to know what the power drain is like i'd be sitting there terrified the entire time of like like i'd be staring at the breakers like oh my god oh my god obviously it's a convention center so it's not gonna have like breakers like at home but that's just like my imagination like evo staff is gonna be at the, at the lot i mean we're in las vegas look how much energy all these casinos use and even then i'd be terrified of of evo and the power drain <laughs> yeah and and that's true too uh since the event is sponsored by sony uh, there's a good chance that there's not going to be, I mean, it's owned by Sony, not even sponsored by Sony, that they probably won't have a problem running out of PS5s. It's a good point. I didn't even think about that, but that's definitely true. Uh, Sony will probably just be like, <laughs> here you go. Uh, in any case, uh, you know, the numbers are definitely more significant than we think. It's not just that the numbers are breaking the records here. I, I feel like that this could be a potential huge turning point for all of us here uh, in the fighting game community. And again, this is not just, you know, hey, yay, Street Fighter VI, hail, all hail our new overlord Street Fighter VI. Like, this is momentum that can be held through with, you know, really, really significant titles like Mortal Kombat 1 and Tekken 8 coming out very soon as well. And so if we can just get to this point where Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, and Tekken 8, you know, and Strive potentially as well are just like hold, like just really being like the four pillars holding up the FGC, uh, you know, to help everything else succeed as well. Dude, how great would this be, honestly? Um, uh, I didn't touch the MK1 stress tests, Shay, and I didn't see a lot of people messing with it. I know, I, you know, the few things I watched, I'm curious about how some systems work. I know that someone found an infinite with Katana, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't have a lot of information, uh, to be honest with you, with the Mortal Kombat 1 stuff. I didn't watch a lot of the streams. I didn't watch a lot of the content video out there. Um, but, yeah, um... It's going to be quite a year at EVO. It's going to be quite a year. And to whittle that many players down to a single victor is going to be crazy. And again, CEO, like let's, I mean, a CEO had over a thousand entrants for Street Fighter VI. And while it's just like, oh, wow, that's cute, you know, a thousand. No, that's a big deal. CEO's thousand plus entrance for for uh, Street Fighter Six is a record breaker for CEO as well. That's the most that they've ever had in a single tournament, and so they had to do some crazy logistics to run that down too. And I hope you guys had a chance to watch that because clearly, uh, oops, I forgot to change the topic over here. Uh, but uh, the matches were great. Like, I mean, this is a first year. This is a first year game. And we're not even through the first month. <laughs> right. Not including a major influx of international players. Right, Gunnar Kai? No pro tour for Street Fighter VI at CEO. No pro tour. At all. At all. It was just everybody going there because they wanted to go. Dude, it's crazy. Um, but again, uh... 
thousand players and like I said the game looked good like obviously we're starting to see the things that are clearly very strong but uh again like it's 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 really impressive uh do I think registration will decrease naturally I mean that happens in every situation it'll cool down a little bit but maybe not maybe not I mean, there have been games where, you know, year after year, it continues to break records. I think Tekken 7 was like that for a few years. When Tekken 7 was at the peak of the FGC, when Tekken 7 was ruling the roost, I think it kept breaking record numbers every year because more and more people are are, uh, playing. Locals are bigger than majors back in the day. Dude. Uh, I mean, Mike Lee says, remember when 64 man tournaments were gigantic, huge multi-state events. That's what B3 was. B3 was like 60-some people, 70-some people, I think, maybe. Like, I say 60-some people, and I feel stupid. Like, it couldn't have been that low. But honestly, back then, I think that's really what it was. I think it was like 60-some-odd people, and we were like, oh, my God, we have 60 people here playing in a Street Fighter tournament. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, it's like sounds like comically low now. That I'm, I'm, that I'm even questioning myself if that was the right number of entrants at, at Battle by the Bay. But yeah, like, uh, do we feel like we'll degrade over time? Maybe not necessarily. Uh, but uh, we'll see how well Street Fighter Six can maintain this because it's off to a good start right now. And a lot of people uh, were very, I mean, there were... Uh, I saw a lot of positivity in the chat and on social media afterwards that most people were like, oh my God, that match was so good. Oh my God, this was... Like, I heard... I haven't watched the match yet of Punk versus Justin. I need, I only saw the ending, but everyone keeps saying that's like one of the greatest matches ever and it was a Cami versus Cami footsies best uh, match. Uh, footsies fest, I should say. Where was the Battle by the Bay venue? The Battle by the Bay venue was in Sunnyvale Golfland. Uh, in Northern California. Um, Sunnyvale Golfland. So it's just a tiny little arcade. <laughs> squashing all those people in there, dude. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, Street Fighter Six. Knock on wood, cross fingers. Like, I hope it can continue to deliver like this and uh, sustain this momentum up until Mortal Kombat 1 and Tekken 8, and I hope those two games just add to it, and then all three of these games just continue to help each other build into something bigger. So, uh, these numbers at EVO, lot lot bigger deal than I think we're giving it credit for. Like, we're talking about, like, wow, record broken, but I really feel like that there is something very significant here. Uh, Grand Blue versus Rising, for sure, you know, I mean, but that doesn't have the history and the precedent that Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, and Guilty Gear uh, have, right? Uh, Obviously, Grand Blue Fantasy uh, versus Rising could eventually get to that point, but... These other, these other franchises have been pillars in the fighting game community forever. Well, no, we're talking about the sequel, Rising. 
Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising, which is adding the rollback netcode and adding a bunch of new mechanics, etc., etc. So we're talking about the new Grand Blue that's coming out uh, that will officially get rollback netcode, etc., etc. So again, it could definitely become one of the games that will join this vaunted crew, but what I'm going to say is that it has a much better chance of joining this, uh, this, this, uh, you know, this higher echelon because of Street Fighter VI, Mortal Kombat 1, and Tekken 8. Again, rising tide lifts all boats. I keep saying it. People don't believe me, but I think it's just, it's such an important thing. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully, they also f make Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising also make sure that it has good input delay, that it runs well on PS5. Because that's the thing about Street Fighter VI as well, is that, yeah, you can go, you know, all crazy with your PC hardware, but the PlayStation players are not getting screwed. Like, the input delay is actually pretty equal uh, between... PlayStation 5 on native PlayStation 5, I should say, uh, as well as PC. So, uh, yeah, Project L is going to be massive. Who knows when that game is coming out? <laughs> That's just the thing, right? We don't know when that game is coming out. <laughs> we have no idea when that game is ever going to come out at this point. So uh, I won't talk about it until we know the, the, when, the, when there's a release date coming for that game. Uh, I mean, obviously it's coming and everything like that, but could still be 2024, could still be 2025, right? The nice thing is that for R Riot, um, they're still making money with uh, League of Legends, right? They, they and they have a policy to make sure that whenever they come out with a game, it meets a certain quality of standards. So they can work on the game as long as they want until it's like to their level of uh, quality check. And so they kind of have that luxury. And I don't think people are ever going to lose hype for the game. I think it's going to be successful even if it comes out in the next year or two years, uh, to be honest with you. So I, they, I, that's why I'm thinking it could take a while for it to come out because they make sure to, that they release their games with, uh, uh, with good quality. Uh, so I'll wait until we get an announced date for that game. Let's just put it that way. Any case, uh, that's that's Street Fighter Six. That's Evo. Uh, it is going to be a hell of a year, man. It is whoever wins this tournament at Evo will have won the largest fighting game tournament in the history of fighting games. And like, dude, that is something to hang your hat on, man. That is that is something to hang your hat on. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm. Predictions on who might take it all? Dude, Tree Fox, that's impossible. That's impossible to even, even fathom a guess. The only guess that I think most people can give right now is Mena RD, right? But Mena RD, we haven't even seen him play against any of the Japanese players. We don't know what the Japanese players are doing <laughs> either. So uh, it's really hard to say. Uh, Street Fighter Six. all we know is that it's broken the record. That's all we know. So I would guess right now at around 6,000, maybe 7,500. My personal guess on over under was about 8,000. 
I, I think that it might be able to get to 8,000, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Jap Japan might dominate again, but again, a lot of their advantages are not there anymore. A lot of the advantages that Japan used to have was having access to the game earlier than everybody else, right? And not only that, but they had the ability to play and practice against each other a lot easier than U.S. did. With the netcode as good as it is, you know, we've seen what it's done for, like, the, the U.S. Strive players, right? Clearly, you know, at one point in time, I said I, I felt like the U.S. were the strongest in Strive. I, I really, truly believe that. And, you know, it turned out, obviously, Japan was still uh, stronger. But, like, if you know anything about the history of Guilty Gear and how far behind the U.S. has always been in every single Guilty Gear... Like, <laughs> the fact that U.S. is even as strong as it is, is amazing, right? Yeah, Big Bird, no, Big Bird has the potential to take the entire tournament. Honestly, uh, his Marisa looks absolutely disgusting. His Marisa looks gross right now. So, uh, Big Bird has the potential to take uh, the entire tournament right now. So, it'd be actually really crazy to see... Uh, a player from UAE take take uh, Evo this year, and yeah, he was a second place finisher before, so he definitely has the pedigree and the and the skills to do it. So Evo's gonna be a good time. It's a month. It's a month away, dude. Literally a month away, right? A month and what? Four days? It's insanity. A month and six days. It's insanity, dude. No, a month and month and a half. It's a month and a half away. <laughs> It's right around the corner. So you really want a modern player to make top eight? <laughs> uh, right now, who is my favorite or hopeful revelation player? Like just, you know, uh, someone coming from nowhere and doing really well. So Evo is August 4th. Okay, yeah, there you go. So yeah, just a month and a week then. Revelation player? Boy, I've no idea at this point. Not, no idea, so. Um, the, do, uh, Tree Fox, are you asking me if I have everything booked and ready to go? Um, no. <laughs> we haven't gotten notification yet on commentary, uh, on, on commentary acceptance yet. Uh, unless I just got an email recently. Uh, but no, I don't see anything of that uh, notification yet. So uh, we still don't know. We as commentators, I don't think we have that information yet. So, <laughs> But the nice thing about it is the reason why I haven't booked anything yet is because if you are selected as a commentator for Evo, they cover your flight and hotel. Evo covers your flight and hotel. So that is definitely uh, the reason why I'm just kind of waiting right now <clears throat> uh, anyways i keep getting distracted uh this topic has gone on for way longer than intended so uh outside of the fact that there are explosions outside my house uh but let's uh let's go ahead and uh call it for this topic so again uh for those of you on youtube thank you for watching and listening over here uh i know this is just kind of like a live podcast here so definitely a lot of rambling and stuff but thank you for taking the time to come here and listen to this and you know give me your over and under in the comments uh below i i want to see who let's let's do a price is right thing let's do a price is right thing comment below 
comment below your you know, without going over your guess of what Evo's entrance numbers are going to be for uh for Street Fighter uh, six. Uh, do it in the YouTube comments, not here on Twitch, please. Do it in the YouTube comments. So, uh, Nino Diablo, I can't. I can drive to Vegas. I will never, ever, ever drive to Vegas and back for Evo, ever again in my entire life. The last time I did it, I almost fell asleep like 19 times on the way home. I'm just not doing it ever again. It's just. It's. It was too risky. It was too scary. <laughs> so, um, any case, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, please make sure you like and subscribe to youtube.com slash TV for all the cool stuff out there. Part two of the frame meter guide is up on YouTube. I know YouTube hasn't been putting my video onto the algorithm to suggest to people. So please uh, check that video out. Uh, I put a lot of work into that video like I did for the first one. So please check that out and, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and see how the frame meter can help you guys learn how to do combos and stuff. Uh, again, part two is out. Also, remember I am putting out all the first attack videos as well. I skipped this week because I did the frame meter uh, video. But first attack, if you look at my playlists for first attack 2023, all about learning fighting games for beginners and how to approach fighting games with the right mentality. Uh, and it is designed to be very philosophical and to help you learn how to uh, grow as a fighting game player on your own, basically. It's just teaching the right mentality, teaching you the right mindset, etc., etc. So, any case, uh, thank you guys for watching and hanging out here. For those of you here on Twitch, don't worry, we're going to be jumping to the next topic right after this. But uh, thank you guys on YouTube for watching, and uh, I will see you guys next time. And uh, the day that this podcast has graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Chenzor. Uh, when the game first came out in the first week, I kind of made a joke tier list for Street Fighter VI. Uh, it wasn't really that serious, but actually, uh, we just had CEO this past weekend uh, with Mena RD winning uh, the tournament with a combination of Luke and Blanca. And uh, I... And we've been playing a lot more and we've been seeing a lot. And, you know, the crazy thing about social media, the month that we were not even finished with the first month here of Street Fighter 6, right? But the level at which people are leveling up in this game is ridiculous. And what people are actually figuring out is kind of nuts. And so, you know, a lot of tier list discussions here. And uh, I actually kind of want to do a 
serious tier list discussion here. I actually want to do a serious tier list discussion of where I think all the characters land currently. And like I said, we're not even in the current month. We're not even finished with the first month of Street Fighter 6, but going into Evo, and like I said, we just had the tournament here in Street Fighter 6 for uh, CEO with over a thousand entrants. I actually think that there's, uh, I think we're in a good position right now where we can actually discuss this. However, I do want to say that a lot of people have different opinions on this already. Uh, the Root Society asks, is one month enough for a tier list? Normally I would say no. But the level that we're figuring stuff out these days is insane. And so again, this is not a this is not a tier list that I think will uh, sustain over the next few months. But from what we understand of the game and from the standing that we have right now, uh, I feel like that's kind of where we're at. And you know, uh, look, uh, somebody in the chat coming in here, Street Fighter Six sucks. Not for you, absolutely. A game that is not for you. Totally get that. Totally get that. If you don't enjoy the game, as I've said on social media, I really do hope you enjoy Mortal Kombat 1, Tekken 8, or you're a fan of Strive or something like that. Or if you're a big fan of Street Fighter 5, be the guy who keeps Street Fighter 5 alive uh, as a game. Street Fighter 6 is not going to be for everyone. And there's nothing... Nothing wrong with anybody saying they don't like this game right now. If you're doing it just to be a griefer and a troll, do better. Do better. <laughs> be a better human being, okay? Uh, but if you genuinely don't like the game and don't enjoy it, that's fine. There's, that's why fighting games are so awesome. And, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm not falling for the bait. I just want to address this. I just want to address this because it's okay to not like the game. It's absolutely okay to not like the game. But a fuck ton of people enjoy the game. Let them have their fun. <laughs> let them have their fun. All right, let's talk about this tier list at this point in time. So, all right. So, uh, we've got this tier list here. As you can see, I've actually set it in a very interesting situation. So, again, I am not the kind of person that will do relative tiers. I will never do relative tier lists because for me, what A means in one game should be the same thing as what it means in another game, right? I, I honestly believe that. So in other words, just because someone is the worst character in the game doesn't automatically make them a D tier character or an F tier character. You can be the worst character in the game and still be B tier C tier, or even A tier in a really balanced game. My opinion is that every character needs to be, the tiers are represented, uh, 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 representative of what you actually think it is. So uh, of, of what, how easy it is for them to win in the game, uh, to be honest. So, so as you can see here, I've divided this into top tier. So these are the cream of the crop. I honestly don't think there are any S tier characters in the game. I do not think there are, is an S-tier character in the game. Nobody is that strong. Nobody is that strong. Uh, I do not think that there's anybody worse than a C-tier in this game. So I have it divided between top-tier, strong-tier, high-tier, competitive-tier, and needs-love. So competitive-tier is you're probably going to not be as strong, but you know what? Uh, you could definitely uh, still win a tournament for sure. 
who are S tiers in other games. Like at one point in time, Cronin in King of Fighters 15 was S tier. <laughs> uh, Happy Chaos in Strive is S tier. Um, uh, at one point in time, Leroy in Tekken 7 was S tier, etc., etc. What's up, Colt? What's going on, Colt? Uh, anyone in Street Fighter V? Uh, Street Fighter V depends on the season. Uh, at some points in time, I think early on in Street Fighter V, I think uh, Akuma might have been S tier. Uh, but even then, that game has remained pretty balanced uh, over time. Uh, some people might argue that Luke and Dalsim are S tier, even at the end game of Street Fighter V. And I think that there's a point to be made for those two characters being S tier. Uh, but even I would still put them at uh, A plus tier. So uh, let's do this. Let's do this here. So. Let's go through the characters here. And again, my opinion is going to be very interesting, right? I mean, I, I don't I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with what the way that I go over here uh, because there are some things that I think are going to be different than what, uh, you know, for example, a lot of people think JP is just really, really, really strong right now. Um, uh, Vanilla SF4 Sagat given time might have even dropped below third. I still think that Cammy in vanilla Street Fighter 4 and Gen in vanilla Street Fighter 4 might have even surpassed Sagat at one point in time. Uh, Street, yeah, Street Fighter 6 is amazing to watch right now. I, I have so much fun watching this. But for me right now, I think there are three characters in the top tier. And this I call these basically the blessed tier. Uh, because these are the characters with really good normals, very good output damage, the ability to skip neutral, and have the ability to play, uh, dictate the way the game is played. Um, which one is the strongest of the three? I'm not 100% sure right now, but let's put them here. I think Ken. I think Luke. And I think Jury. I think these are the three blessed characters in the game right now. We had three juries in top eight at CEO. We had three juries <laughs> in top eight at CEO, okay? And uh, the stuff that, like, Chris Tatarian is doing with Ken is ridiculous. And Luke just has everything. The, Luke just has everything. All three of these characters have an amazing crouching medium kick. They have some of the best crouching medium kicks that are cancelable, and they lead to ridiculous combos. And they all have the ability to ignore neutral. This is the reason why that this group is so blessed here right now, is that Ken has Dragon Lash, which, although has the same frames as Cammy's Spin Knuckle, Dragon Lash does not telegraph itself. There is a very big difference from Cammy instantly jumping and leaping with her back turn and Ken doing for a few first few frames. The first few frames of Ken, it's really hard to tell he's starting to do a Dragon Lash. And the fact that he can get that and get plus frames and be close enough for a throw 
So even if you sneak in Cammy's heavy spin knuckle, she can't throw afterwards. She still has to micro walk and throw you. Ken's Dragon Lash, he is just in throw range. And then on top of that, Ken has ridiculous corner carry. He has just ridiculous damage. His drive rush is really good. His normals are... Dude, Ken's standing medium kick might be one of the most law-breaking normals in all of fighting games. To have an 8-frame button that hits as far as it does, that leads into a confirmable target combo, like on whiff punish, that leads into a knockdown... Dude, that thing is ridiculous. <laughs> that thing is absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, but Jury, Jury is fireball drive rush the character. Like, you think, like, Guile is obviously strong because Light Sonic Boom chase after it is scary. Jury gets that without a charge. And now, because of the way that the uh, Feng Shui charges work, you can get three fireballs in a row. Right? You just like charge, charge, charge. I've got fireball drive rush. And that thing is so good. Fireball drive rush is like the ultimate neutral, like, like screw your neutral <laughs> uh, tactic in the game. It's ridiculous, dude. Uh, and then Luke is just Luke. He has everything. Sandblaster is a projectile, but Sandblaster, just like in Street Fighter V, so hard to see coming. Jumping over it and punishing it, or even using a projectile invincible move to punish it, is not easy to do because, again, like with Dragon's, Dragon Lash, it's not a very telegraphed move. Sandblaster is just like, eh, Sandblaster! Eh, Sandblaster! So it's like, it's really, really kind of tough. So. These are my three top right now. I don't know what order I put them in because I really kind of have them in the same order. Uh, but, uh, like, for me, if I had to order, like, if this had to be ordered right now, maybe Luke, Ken, and Jury. Because Luke also has the only level one that actually fights projectiles, right? Because his level one is a projectile. Although he will get hit by projectiles up close, but he can still use his level one to blow up other people's projectiles in a fireball war. Um, this might be kind of where I have people right now. The biggest weakness of jury is that you do have to charge. Um, yeah, and Mena's really damn good. And that's the thing, Lacking Sanity. Uh, what Lacking Sanity says, Mena's really good. But when you have a character like Luke, who doesn't seem like he has anything in particular super broken, like with Ken and Jury, I can name the things that are like, I feel like are super broken. But when you have a, a character designed like Luke, who has like everything, and you put them in the hands of a player like Mena RD, this character is ridiculous honestly is ridiculous so that's my current top tier this is actually my current top tier uh interestingly enough in the strong tier and this is actually where it gets really hard it really gets hard because <laughs> the characters are all really really good in this game uh but i will put blanca here I, I, as soon as I saw Blanca, and as soon as I saw that he had Blanca-chan, and then as soon as I found out EX Air Blanca Ball is freaking safe, 
Like, I was... And then they gave him an air throw. He still... They didn't take a goddamn thing away from him. He still has the super annoying, where does the rainbow ball land? <laughs> like, I really, really think that uh, Blanca's here. I really, really think Blanca is at this tier right here. Uh, Crump Jump saying, Honda better be next. Not yet. Not yet. I am going to put JP next. So, uh, I at first thought that JP was going to drop in ranks because I, I thought that we were going to figure out his zoning at some point in time. I really felt like his zoning wasn't going to become as strong as it was before. I was right. And it turns out, JP don't care <laughs> because what we have discovered is that JP is absolutely terrifying even on the offense. <laughs> he is terrifying even on the offense, dude. The stuff that I joked on Twitter that he has gone through the entire MK9 Cyrax life cycle in the span of a month. Because when, when Cyrax first came out in MK9, it was basically unblockable bomb setups. Unblockable bomb setups. And he, he was clearly the best character because you murdered everybody with unblockable bomb setups. They finally patched out the unblockable bomb setups and then everyone was like, wait a minute. This character's actually still really good. <laughs> and then they started figuring out all the other broken shit that he had that they never had to learn because of the bomb setups before. And so he developed in a different way and ended up still being top tier. That's what's happening with JP right now, dude. Like, I'm sorry, but like this character is clearly like people are figuring out the zoning more. If you fight the JPs that just zone all the time, they haven't advanced to the next level yet. Like, the JPs nowadays that you see at the high levels that are doing damage, and yes, there was a very distinct dearth of JP players at CEO uh, right at this past weekend, but I don't think that's an indication that he's fallen off. I think he's still really, really strong, and the stuff that people are finding with him, and now people are starting to move towards the whole, like, I hit you once... Now I get to put you in a mix-up that if you get hit by it, I will drain all of your drive meter and burn you out and put you into an inescapable wall stun if you don't have a level 1 super ready to go. Oh, JP is... The people who are playing JP, they love playing him. He is definitely fun to play because he has tech all over the place. So, uh, right. That's a good way to put it. There's a big gulf with JP players. If you're good, you're gross. If you're not, then you're going to struggle for sure. So uh, so I have JP next. Now, uh, at this point, I had two characters here that I wanted to throw in here. The first one I'm going to put in is DJ. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about DJ. DJ is clearly strong, but I'm starting to see a little bit of the, the, the gaps in DJ. Uh, but that just might be because I don't see DJ dominating as much. Uh, the fact that he doesn't have, like his low forward is a sweep. Him not having the low forward drive rush option, I think is one of the biggest gaps of his gameplay. Yeah, his raw drive rush is really, really strong, but 
the fact that Ken, Jury, and Luke all have that crazy low forward dry rush is terrifying. Uh, again, this is strong tier. He's clearly an A tier character, so uh, he definitely could be stronger than this right now. But I do think that this is kind of where he fits. Yeah, a lot safer to walk away from DJ than the low forward drive rush crew. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a great comment there. It's a great observation, which is kind of what I was trying to get at. Low forward drive rush is such a powerful tool in this game. I can't even explain to you. Like, Kimberly has standing medium kick drive rush, and her standing medium kick is very good and has about the same range as most of those crouching medium kicks. The problem is she leaves her ankles vulnerable all the time because you're walking back and forth trying to poke with that button. For the characters who are trying to poke with crouching medium kick, they get to walk and block and then try the crouching medium kick and it's di distinctively safer. It is distinctively safer than what Kimberly is trying to do. So I, I, because DJ doesn't have that, right? He's got buttons that you can drive rush cancel, but obviously they don't hit you low. So giving him that raw drive rush, which is the diesel jet, as I call it, that's what DJ stands for is the diesel, diesel jet because he goes so far is really good. And actually, frighteningly enough, might be hashtag he needs it. <laughs> Might actually be hashtag he needs it. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, uh, yeah, and Cami medium kick into drive rush is her best way in. I agree, Sneaky Octo Gaming. Her drive rush is not as good as everyone else, and she doesn't have the neutral skipping tool that I, that I mentioned about the other three. That's why I don't have her in that top tier A. Uh, I know it's a little bit difficult because I also play Cammy, and so I see a lot of weaknesses in her game. Cammy's a hard one for me to rate because if you're punk, she's up here, right? And usually tier lists are designed to be the, uh, you know, best of the best. But, like, if you took someone with punk skill level who preferred playing these three characters over Cammy, I feel like that magical punk with these three characters would do better than the actual live punk with Cammy right now. So uh, I really don't think Cammy is in the same level as these characters. Having said that, I mean, I think Cammy is like the next best character. <laughs> I think Cammy's the next best character here. Uh, I would put her in B tier right here right now. So uh, she's clearly very strong. And uh, when I play her, I want to do shenanigans. I want to do hooligans and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. If your footsies uh, is really, really strong, I think, uh, I think you would... If your footsies are really strong, uh, you can dominate with this character very, very much so. Actually, you know what, Lurker Spine? You're right. I just completely skipped over him. I forgot. Uh, we were talking about Cammy, so I jumped over ahead. Yeah, uh, my fourth character in A tier is Honda. <laughs> is Honda. You're right. I just completely forgot. I, I, I skipped. I skipped. Uh, the reason why I have Honda uh, the lowest in A tier right now, 
though, is because uh, I'm not 100% sold on him yet. I don't know if people are going to get good at perfect parries. Like, even if we do and that's how you stop Honda, I'm actually kind of mad because, I, again, like I said last week, I personally don't like perfect parries that much as a mechanic. I'm not a fan of it. And having it so that perfect pairing Honda headbutts is how you beat him, I think is a terrible, terrible uh, design, honestly. Uh, but Honda is clearly very good, uh, you know, Ultra David has said, like, he doesn't think he has any bad matchups at all. Uh, this character is clearly strong, but, again, he's kind of limited. Like, the things that he has that are good are clearly good, but I don't think... I mean, does he have room? Like, does he have that JP ability? Does he have the Cyrax ability that once... Headbutt, butt slam, headbutt, headbutt, butt slam, headbutt, butt slam, butt slam, butt slam, headbutt, butt slam. Like, once that stops working as well, are we going to get to a point where Honda does not have the tech to be able to keep up afterwards? Or is he going to be able to find new tech? I don't know. I don't know. And, like, if I did say, yeah, clearly he does, like, then I am the best fighting game player in the world that I know that already. We don't know. We really don't know. So uh, I, I put him here at the lower end where I know a lot of people think Honda's really strong in terms of A tier uh, because I'm not sure if it's going to get better for him at this point. Uh, the next character I will put on this list, I personally would put on this list. Oh, this is a tough one. Who do I put first? It's really going to come down to... I'll, I'll put Guile first. I'll put Guile before my next character. Just because Guile is really solid. Uh, he has very few weaknesses. Uh, I think that he is clearly still very, very strong. We see what Kaba and Knuckle do are doing with this character. Obviously, he has a couple of bad matchups in like JP, etc. But I, I feel like that... Uh, you know, good Guile players can get around that a little bit. Oh, David walked it back a little bit. Strong wins some big matches, but he probably loses the characters I feel now are the strongest. Jury, Ken, and Luke. Well, there you go. He actually thinks the same three characters are the strongest characters. Jury, Ken, and Luke. There you go. Not by a lot and not but because of fireballs. They have more options to find damage, to move well, to escape bad situations, including by using Drive Rush better. Yes. 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 All of that stuff. All of that stuff for sure. Uh, but I think Guile is just really solid. I think he's still really, really good. Uh, I still don't think he has any glaring weaknesses. Uh, so I think Guile is still very strong. And Guile is one of those characters I think still has room to go up. Despite the fact that, you know, because of the beta, we know a lot about him. But I still feel like he has the ability to go up uh, at this point. I, I feel like he still has the ability to rise. And so after Guile, I will put the character that everybody in the chat is yelling about is Manon. <laughs> in fact, Manon is one of the hardest ones for me because I could put her in A, I could put her in B right now. But I think Manon is more likely to rise. I think this character is really, really good. <laughs> I think this character is ridiculous. Um, I think uh, she's really... Dude... <laughs> 
It's not even the grabs that makes Manon a problem. It's not the grabs that make Manon a problem. I'll tell you 100% right now what makes Manon a problem. Her anti-airs are fucking amazing. Her anti-airs might be one of the best suite of anti-airs in the history of grapplerdom. Honestly, low fierce that gets to chain into itself and slam you to the floor next to you and so she gets a meaty mix-up? What the fuck? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> a one-button anti-air that works really well that actually flattens you next to her and puts you into a meaty mix-up. Really? And then, and then she has that EX kick, which is a quarter circle forward motion that you can do from holding down back. That combos into a level three. If you jump at Manon, she can do an EX anti-air quarter circle forward motion then quarter circle forward punch into level three command grab super. She can juggle you into her command grab super. She can juggle you. And you know what Olaf told me in world tour? She, if you pick that move and put that special move in your set, you cannot cancel that move into any level three. It just only works into Manon's level three, which is a command grab that shouldn't work because you're being juggled, but it restands you and it cancels and it grabs you. It is not a hit. Manon's level three is not a hit, if I'm not mistaken. It's a grab. So there's no way it should combo in that situation, but they let it work and it combos off of an EX juggle, uh, EX anti-air. The thing that makes Manon so strong is that her anti-airs are terrifying. You cannot jump over this character. The biggest weakness of Manon is that, you know, her spin kick stuff is punishable. I've heard Manon say that they do have trouble getting in on people. She doesn't quite have the same kind of drive rush nastiness that, you know, top tier has, etc., etc. You know, Manon players have said that they can have difficulties with this character a little bit. Again, like I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am so ready to just toss her up into the strong tier somewhere up here. But I need more. I need more information. But again, she was only one of characters that had multiple representatives in top eight at Evo. I mean, at CEO. There's two Manons in uh, CEO top eight. So. It's very clearly that she can be up there at this point. But what I'm going to tell you right now, you know what? God, the way that I described her, I'm putting her over Guile right now. I'm putting her over Guile. I just, I, I'm switching that one, dude. I'm switching that one. That anti-air thing drives me nuts, dude. That anti-air thing drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm just going to do that for now. And this is where it gets really hard because a lot of characters here are all kind of of the same strength and all of them are ranked too low. So I have basically like four characters that I could put here that I think are ranked too low. 
But the thing about it is they're only ranked too low because everybody else is so strong. Like, personally, I actually think Kimberly is higher. Like, I, I think it's easier to win with Kimberly than it is with Cammy, personally. But that's just my play style. So I'm not sure if Kimberly is better than Cammy or worse than Cammy. I just know that I definitely feel more at home with this character. Her mix-ups are super strong. She's really good. But losing the EX get off me is very, very detrimental to her because she also has a lot of situations where she could put herself into minus frames and having that ability to EX get off me is was really, really potent. And I keep finding little nerfs uh, from the beta that definitely have weakened her a little bit here. If she kept her uh, EX invuls, yeah, she would. I would have put her at a... I put a, I would have put her at A already, uh, for sure. But next, I, I Chun Li, like I know some Chuns are down on Chun. The thing about Chun is that she is a character that requires a lot of work. For one of maybe the first time in her entire existence, Chun Li requires some goddamn skill to play. Sorry, that sounded really messed up to Chun Li players. Uh, let me try to rephrase that. Uh, for the first time, she is a very technical character. Yes, thank you, Nutacon and Anime Jane. <laughs> she is a very technical character. For one of the first times, she's very technical. The stance is really, really, really strong. And yeah, I agree, Smack Dave. I think I put her too low, too. I think I put Kimberly too low. I think I put Manon too low. And I think I put Cammy too low. That's the craziest part is that I think the balance in this game is really strong. Because honestly, how do you not put Dalsum? Like, how is Dalsum not ranked higher than this? <laughs> How is Dalsum not ranked higher than this? Dalsum, I think the number one person on CFN right now is Mr. Crimson. <laughs> like, Dalsum is clearly an extremely strong character, but as Dalsum goes, it's going to take a long time for him to develop. And yeah, not a lot of people are playing him right now because that's not a lot of people were playing him in five. Like, I still think Dalsum is the strongest character in Street Fighter V. I really honestly do. I really think Dalsum is stronger than Luke in Street Fighter V. He just requires so much work. And there's so many rooms for you to flub your, your, what you're trying to do with Dalsum. You have to be so on point with that character to make him that good in, uh, in Street Fighter V. So Luke just automatically got best character because he was just naturally better. If only face one Dalsum on rank, right? Exactly. I think he's, uh, I think Dalsum is too low ranked. And frankly, so is Marisa. I really think Marisa is way too low ranked. Because we see what Big Bird does. This character, again, is kind of almost designed exactly right. She doesn't have a lot of cancels. So she's not just like some dry, like drive rush cancel the, the, the moves and whatever like that. And we've seen what Big Bird can do. And dude, she melts your life. But honestly, like I probably should just like, like, I, you know what? I, I could actually seriously do like, 
you know what, I'll change this to B minus. I'll change this to rated too low, but uh, for B tier here. And I'll move uh, Kimberly, Chun-Li, Dalsam, and Marisa down here. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, dude, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard to rate the characters. Like, me trying to tier these characters hurts my soul. Because, like, I, Kimberly is not a bottom half character. She is not a bottom half character. Yet, here she is in my tier list in the bottom half of the ranks. Like, that's actually just ridiculous, dude. <laughs> She's, that's, that's actually kind of silly, because there's, I mean, somebody saying that, you know, uh, Marisa's a, an honest character, like, there's nothing honest about Kimberly at all whatsoever. Uh, these four characters are so good, and I think right now what we're waiting for is the master and the person to do work at a tournament. Like, if Big Bird was at CEO and got top eight or even won the event, we can now put Marisa up there, right? We're waiting for Mr. Crimson to win a big event so we can move Dalsam up there. We're waiting for Sako or somebody else to just, just dominate with Chun-Li so we can push her up there. We're waiting for that Kimberly player to literally throw her all the way up there. So, uh, yeah, Moke or Valmaster. Valmaster's Chun is ridiculous. Absolutely. So I think these are characters like, you know what? I'm not going to call it rate, rated too low. I'm going to call this tier waiting for a hero. That's what I'm going to call that tier. We're waiting for a hero right now to take those characters to where they deserve to be. That is what that tier is right there. Like, we already know Monon, Kami, and Guile, they have their heroes already. We've literally seen them do the damage. Dude, Shine is a perfect example of that, dude. But Shine is absolutely an example of someone who can take this character to be a hero. We just need him to win CEO kind of thing, right? I mean, he was at CEO. He didn't quite make top eight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to discredit Shine if he wasn't at CEO, but I think that he was at CEO. Uh, so I, I think these four are the waiting for a hero. Not saying that the hero doesn't exist. It's that we're waiting for the hero to take them to that level at a big major. That's what this tier list, that's what that rank is. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to describe those four characters. They are the waiting for a hero tier. Uh, the competitive tier, I, I don't think anybody's going to question it. It's, it's Ryu and Jamie, right? Like, uh, Ryu is strong. I think Ryu's biggest weakness right now is that he might be boring. <laughs> problem is that he's boring and so not a lot of people want to play him everybody says that like i mean i was talking to one of my friends who's playing casually and he's in like bronze tier or whatever and he's just saying like everyone i fight is freaking ken ken is everywhere and i think that's that's right i think that's honestly right like because ken his 
his hand flames up. He's got crazy cop. Ryu is so strong and so solid, and I love the fact that he's more of the third strike style. Hits like a truck, Ryu. But I just like he might be a little bit too more too fundamental. And yeah, Kraken. That is also another great point. Is that Luke is is a way more juiced Ryu. Right? Luke does the damage and he has everything that Ryu wants to do and more. Right? Ryu has cool EX donkey kicks or whatever like that, but let's face it, Luke's flash knuckle is a better move uh, than donkey kick and and Hashogeki, right? And Luke's fireball is better than Ryu's fireball. Uh oh, Shine got ninth place. There you go. That's where there you go. Yeah, see, there you go. That's what Justin says about Ryu. He's good, but he's just not good or as good at, or fun as Ken and Luke. But again, they're not bad. This character is not bad. You can do damage in a tournament with this character if you are willing to play this character. If you're willing to play Ordinary Guy again. If you're willing to play Ordinary Guy, I'm sure this character can do well. That's why I list B- minus as competitive tier. Again, if you hear a character is B tier in Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 5, that means they can win a tournament. So to have Ryu and Jamie here listed in B minus tier, essentially putting them in B tier, means that I do think they absolutely have the capability of winning strong tournaments if they have the right player for them. Uh, I can't even honestly say that Ryu is just going to have to work a little harder because I just don't think we know enough about him yet. We're going to find that guy who's just going to be like, you know what, I'm the Ryu loyalist. And all of a sudden he's going to be pulling off these ridiculous Hashogeki things and just damage everywhere. And uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> slept on too much. Definitely, uh, for sure, I think. I mean, Daigo's playing Ken, dude. Daigo's playing Ken, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I wanted to say this, too. I know a lot of people think Cammy is top tier or strong tier. And a lot of people are being like, James, you're biased. You're putting Cammy in high tier because you've always downplayed Cammy. You're always a Cammy down player. One, I'm going to say I wasn't in five. I thought she was always one of the best characters in five. But what I'm going to say that is the ultimate proof that Cammy is not as strong as those other characters, Xiao Hai does not play Cammy. <laughs> Xiao Hai does not play Cammy. <laughs> I saw him use JP last night, and I saw him use Jury last night. <laughs> he used Jury <laughs> over Cammy. <laughs> Xiao Hai doesn't play Cammy. That is my ultimate proof that she is not top tier right now. <laughs> that is my ultimate proof that Cammy is not in the same league as Luke, Ken, and Jury. <laughs> Xiao Hai will never not pick the best characters in the game, dude. He used Cronin so unabashedly in KOF 15 when Cronin was the best. Cronin still might be the best. <laughs> He's still using Cronin, dude. But Shanghai will never shy away from a top-tier character. So, <laughs> uh, Tokido plays Luke, yep. Jamie. Jamie is, oh my gosh. Like, 
Jamie is actually one of the really hardest characters because he is so downplayed and people complaining about the fact of his drink mechanic and stuff. Dude, this character is nigh broken when he's drunk, right? When he's at level four. Like, he's like Hakan when oiled. Like, this character is kind of ridiculous. And I'm glad that some, I'm glad that someone like Automatic is just wrecking people with, yes, El Zilcho, exactly. Uh, I'm glad that Automatic is ruining people's lives with this character and uh, is just like, why are people downplaying this character? This character's dumb. <laughs> and dude, that tweet, oh my God, dude, did you guys see the tweet? Oh God, I need to find that tweet about what somebody said about Jamie, dude. Like, oh my God, it was like, it was the darkest tweet that I feel like I've seen in a while, <laughs> but it was so goddamn funny. Oh my God. Oh, where is it? Let me see. <laughs> I tweet too much, so sorry. It's hard for me to find my uh, my own tweets here. Uh, but I'm trying. To, it was all caps, so I should be able to find it here fairly easily. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Where is it? Where is it? If I knew I was actually going to pull this up, I would have pulled it up earlier. So I apologize for the people at home listening to this on the podcast just being like, oh, what's going on, James? We're just sitting here listening to nothing. We're just listening to you scrolling on a... Oh, cat showed up. Okay, a cat showed up here. Uh, oh yes, it's definitely coming up soon because I remember it was around the same time that I tweeted something. Shoot. God, I can't find the tweet. I can't find the tweet. Oh, all right. I'm just going to have to paraphrase it. I'm just going to have to paraphrase it unless I can find it right now. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So, um, let's go over here. This is the tweet right here. Where Dr. African actually tweeted out here. Uh, is anyone actually able to stop Jamie from drinking? And uh, someone, quote, tweeted this and said, if I couldn't stop my father, what makes you think I can stop Jamie? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and <laughs> this was my response over here. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus Oh my god. Yeah, I saw that tweet and I was just like, oh my god. Oh Jesus. But 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 in any case, uh uh yeah, I mean the thing about it is, honestly, the fact that his drinks reset every round is right. 
If he didn't reset every round, Jamie is broken. Like, he's just broken. If he got to level 4 and stayed level 4 the entire time, that's a problem. So, J J Jamie... I hate the fact that there's a JP and a Jamie in this game. Gets me confused all the time. Um, I think... I really think this character's underrated. Uh, so that's why I have him competitive, but I know a lot of people think he's kind of weak. I think a lot of people do think he's kind of weak, but I think they're, they're wrong. <laughs> I think they're wrong. <laughs> I personally think they're wrong. And again, uh, these two are kind of waiting for a hero as well, but also, uh, like, these four characters, I feel like, just have the potential to literally jump into top tier like or into strong tier ryu and jamie they definitely have the ability to jump to high tier or strong tier but i don't think these characters will ever be better for example or equal to these three characters to the to the luke J the luke jury ken squad right now um <clears throat> right well that's the ender i mean yeah you have to work a lot harder than ken uh, <laughs> i'm not trying to say <laughs> Ken carries anybody, <laughs> but Ken, Luke, and Jury definitely take a lot of the uh, difficulties <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and Jamie's, when he gets that command grab, is messed up, dude, is messed up. So, so that's this, right? And so obviously needs love. Uh, Lily and Zangief, right? And I'm actually at a point, like, if I could get my brain off of Zangief makes me drink mode, I might even put Zangief higher than Lily. <laughs> I might actually put Zangief higher than Lily because there are some Zangief players doing work with him. But everybody who plays Zangief and is doing work with him keep complaining about how much this character sucks. I've seen Stupendous win and complain about how bad he is. I've seen Brutus, you know, say he needs to work harder. He refuses to say the character sucks, but he definitely is implying that he sucks. Uh, even Danny Pham, who I know, like, I don't know. I, I think Danny Pham hates me, by the way. But, like, he, he always, uh, he always, I just heard him complaining about him. I saw Home Depot, Home Depot Temkin complaining about him. Snake Eyes is complaining about this character. Like, I, I really think this character is, uh, is a problem. And so I have him as the worst character right now. Uh, some people are even saying they think Jamie is underrated, right? So, uh, I mean, not Jamie, uh, Lily is underrated. I, I don't, I, I, like, maybe Lily is underrated. Um, my comment as, yeah, 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 Snake Eyes doesn't downplay at all. Snake Eyes is not a downplayer. Uh, and he's just sitting there going like, why do I have to work so hard with this dumb character? Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Lily, I will tell you what her biggest problem is right now. I will tell you what Lily's biggest problem is. When stock EX Condor Spire is the best special move in the game. That is Lily's problem. That is Lily's problem. Is that it's the best special move in the game... And so they balanced everything else 
around the fact that that's the best special move in the game. <laughs> so she doesn't get any damage off of light confirms. And they made everything else weak for her because Windstocked EX Condorspire <laughs> is too strong. <laughs> yeah, they need to do a better job balancing her. But the problem is, if you buff anything that she has, she's going to be too good of a character because EX <laughs> Wind Charged Condorspire is too strong. <laughs> The way that you would end up having to fight Lily is never using your OD gauge except for drive reversals. Except for drive reversals. No, uh, Vang Horn, the glitch is Condor Dive. Condor Spire is the move that I'm talking about. The, 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 the straight charge. The straight charge. Condor Dive is the one that has the glitch from jumping backwards. No, it's all good. It's They're all Condor moves, so whatever. It's like, uh, <laughs> Condor, Condor, Condor. Um, right, exactly. She can get 2,800 on light confirms, but it takes two wind charges and four drive bars, right? And you had to spend one of the wind charges to get in in the first place, right? So she needed three wind charges, technically. Um, <clears throat> so, and no, I'm not under the weather. My throat is just very dry, uh, right now. And I just don't have any water with me right now. So I haven't been able to, to, to get a drink right now. So I'm not hydrating myself, uh, unfortunately. So that's the biggest problem right there. Uh, it's very similar to what, uh, happened with Cami in HDR when they buffed her cannon drill. Uh, it became so powerful that Serlin felt compelled to nerf the uppercut because the drill became too powerful. My argument to Serlin was then nerf the drill and leave her uppercut the same way it was before because nerfing her uppercut changes the way Cami plays fundamentally and you don't want to change the way a character plays fundamentally when you go to a newer balanced version of Super Turbo. But instead, he kept it the way that it was like that, unfortunately. And so Cammy's drill was too strong. So you had to take away everything else because she became too powerful. So the proper way, honestly, to balance Lily is to find a way to make wind-stocked EX Condor Spire not as broken as it is, but at the same time buff a bunch of other stuff. She's one of the hardest characters to balance right now. Uh, Cammy was super good in HDR. She, she became a lot stronger in HDR. But I will say that it came at the expense of all of her fun. They took away everything that made her interesting. So that, that's, that's, that's as far as I'm going with, with my, my discussion of Cammy in HD Remix. Um, that's the problem because EX Condor Spire, I've always said moves like Blanca Ball and moves like Honda Headbutt, shock, are the hardest moves to balance in all of Street Fighter. They have always been the hardest moves to balance in Street Fighter. Always have been the hardest moves to balance in Street Fighter. Blanca Ball and Honda Headbutt have always been either shit or way too powerful. These kind of full screen charge moves are super hard to balance. And that's what Lily's EX Condor Spiral with Windstock is. So they created a new 
character with that move archetype. This straight, super fast, you can't react to it. I mean, remember freaking EX Chariot tackle with Urien? <laughs> that was clearly one of the best moves in the game <laughs> as well. The way that you, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do this, but I really honestly think the way to balance, uh, I don't know. I'll save this for another time, but um, but uh, Lily just, she's hard to balance because of the situation. Because even if the other, even if every character had to build up a win stock, you give any character EX, Windstock, Condor Spire, that character is broken. I mean, think about, I was saying at, on top tier, what makes Ken top tier? Heavy Dragon Lash is one of the reasons why he's top tier, right? And now EX, Windstock, Condor Spire is like better than Ken's Heavy Dragon Lash in almost every way, shape, or form, right? Except for the fact that maybe that it knocks down and doesn't give you a combo if you're uh, hitting somebody on the ground or something like that. But that only works on crouching characters anyway. Uh, right, and the fact that she's a grappler as well. So how do you balance that? So she's a very difficult character to balance right now. Uh, they're going to have to figure out something to do with Condor Spire, but it might require a complete change. Also, by the way, for everybody out there who keeps saying drive reversal needs to be one bar, I said it last week, I'm saying it again this week. If you do that, Lily becomes F tier. If drive reversal becomes one bar, Lily becomes an F tier character because now EX Condor Spire is also a useless move. Two bars, trading for one bar every single time? No. No, no, no. Lily becomes completely useless if drive reversal becomes one bar. A lot of people say that, Stickman. A lot of people are like, just make it one bar. Just make it one bar. Uh, but Zangief, uh, look. Again, you can see that I put him in the C tier. I already agree he's not completely helpless. I agree that he can win, and I agree that there are players out there who are good with the character, can do well with the character, etc., etc. Uh, but I, I, he just needs more love, man. He needs some love right now. Things about... Well, so here's the thing. The thing about Zangief is... You can't play him like five Zangief. You can't play him like four Zangief. You can't play him like two Zangief. He might be actually fairly different and you might have to rely on other things that we're not taking to account. But I still don't think he's very good. What would make him on par with Manon? Make his Lariat better? <laughs> make his Lariat actually work as an anti-air? Give it act not like 19 years of startup frames and have it hit cross up. It's just always worked that way. It's always worked that way, dude. Like, just give it back. To well, he couldn't lariat cross ups in five consistently, but he could do that, right? I can't remember. But the, that's the thing, right? Like, the whole key of Zangief was that Zangief as a 
as an archetype grappler, as the purest form of grappler that exists in fighting games, the concept of Zangief is that he forced you to play the ground game with him because he couldn't jump at you and you couldn't jump at him. The reason why my Zangief was so strong in Alpha 3 was because Zangief in Alpha 3 could jump, right? Even without custom combos. Zangief in Alpha 3 could jump because Jump Fierce took Zangief from here and stretched him out to punch here and come back. So Empty Jump or Jumping Fierce was really powerful with Zangief in Alpha. But... In that, but that's why Zangief was like really strong in Alpha 3, right? In the classic sense, the idea is that Zangief can't really jump at you, but you can't jump at him because it's so easy to lay it. So you're forced to play a very 90% focused ground game with him. And then that's what allows him to jump at you because your mental stack gets so focused on this ground game. The problem is... Zangief can't jump at you in this game, and he, you can jump at him. And it's, like, so hard for him to anti-air you, dude. It's so hard. Like, you have to spend me two bars for OD Lariat to be able to anti-air people at a good timing. Otherwise, the regular Lariat is too slow a lot of the times, and your legs get punched and you die, basically. Um... He's just, he's just not scary, dude. He's not scary. And uh, his normals are super with punishable. Everything he has is drive impactable because he has not a single ranged move that can be canceled into a drive impact. So he's very easy to drive impact. So again, he's also not scary on the ground. <laughs> he's not scary on the ground either. Because you're basically putting yourself at a risk every single time, right? If you see Zangief start charging Fierce Punch, why shouldn't you drive rush? I don't have the reactions for it yet, but that's one of the things that you could do. Every time you see him charge drive rush, just freaking drive impact, dude. If he ever lariats on the ground, just drive impact. You'll run right into him, absorb one of the swings, and then you just hit him and he dies. And the craziest thing is, I've always said he doesn't need a green hand. I never believe he needs a green hand. In this game, I could see him needing a green hand. Because <laughs> he needs a combo ender. <laughs> he needs a combo ender that's better than Lariat, honestly. And, uh... But the thing about it is, though, the green, it's, the green hand is the same thing. As a combo ender, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's a problem. Because, again, what is the situation after you hit with the green hand? Do you make Zangief plus? Do you make him minus? Do you make him punishable? Do you make it knocked down? What do you do with the green hand on hit? That's the biggest problem with green hand, is that if you make it so that you're plus on hit and the opponent is still standing and you're in SPD range... You have to nerf all of his SPD damage. You have to. You have to nerf all of his SPD damage. It's too strong, right? If it only combos off of mediums, maybe. Maybe that's a way to make it work. Uh, if it, you know, I don't know. Like, green hand combo is just, is, is, is one of those balanced nightmare problems. 
Honestly, that's the biggest problem. So, uh, and, and, and again, well, Anime Jane says he needs it because he has no way to get in on the opponent. Again, that means you want EX Green Hand. Because EX Green Hand is the move that lets Zangief get in. And again, I will always say I never want to see that move ever again for any character. For any character. Because I think EX Green Hand is the laziest move in fighting game history. It's a horizontal uppercut. And I know a lot of people have heard me make this argument before, but there is not a single goddamn character in the game that wouldn't love to have a horizontal uppercut. That's just all it is. It's a horizontal uppercut. That's it. That's what that move is. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> It's, it's lazy fighting game design. Let me have a move that goes horizontal, that's invincible, that I can use as a call-out, and if I wrong, I die. That is basically the most basic special move you can come up with. Like, literally, that is the, that is the uh, gold standard of special moves right there. What if Green Hand knocks back? You want him to knock you down and get corner carry off of a combo like that? It's also kind of scary as well. Oh, it's that time again. Hi, kitty. Hi, kitty. Yeah. Yeah, kitty. Yeah, kitty. Hi. Harder input. Uh, welcome to modern controls. Um... Hi. Hi, cat. Hi, kitty. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, honestly, if I wanted to make Zangief better, yeah. Make standing medium punch cancelable. That would be a great one. Make that a bufferable move, standing medium punch. And make standing medium kick a better button. Make it faster. Give him... Uh, a faster standing medium kick. Make it a better footsie tool. Uh, his crouching medium kick and crouching heavy kick are already really good as as they are. But he needs a better standing uh, footsie button, honestly. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They add moves all the time. <laughs> People have... Uh, have uh... Oh, uh, cats take a while to warm up to, but just make sure you speak their language. It be Kaizen. Uh, just make sure you speak their language. That's all. Cats have a very interesting communication method. You can't really communicate. You have to let them approach you on their time. And then when they do, make sure you speak their language. Headbutt them like this if they're letting you pet them. Cats groom each other. So make sure that you kind of comb them with your fingers. And then, like I said, if they let you, headbutt them. And uh, that then you're speaking their language a little bit. So, oh, he's laying on you. Well, there you go. Never mind. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I do think that uh, Zangief needs some help. Uh, I will admit, I don't think he needs anything huge. That if you just gave him a few small things, he would be very competitive. If you just made the Lariat faster and more reliable as an anti-air, that's it. That's it. Just give it air in frames. Just make it an anti-air. 
Just make it an anti-air. Air interval frames on the first few frames of the move. Obviously not during the whole thing, but just on the first few frames. Give it air interval and make it a true anti-air and make it come out faster so that he could just use it as an anti-air. Even if it doesn't hit cross-ups, I'd be okay with it just working as an anti-air. Damn it. Oh, man. Uh, kick parry. Yeah, just make that thing parry everything, dude. Who the hell cares what kind of move it is? Oh, and the other one? And the other one? Please, please make it, make his level three combo on hit again. Please make level three combo on hit again. That's another one that we can do too, is make EX SPD combo on hit. Like, I'll take that one. That was Beta Zangief in Street Fighter V. E EX Zangief could combo on hit. I don't know why they take, took away Zangief's ability to combo into level three. Like, let him do Jump Fierce headbutt into level three. Just let him do it. Like, why not, dude? <laughs> let him combo into level three, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, I liked EX canceled. Well, in Street Fighter V, it was a problem because he stayed close to you. In this game, you could add a shit ton of scaling on the EX SPD if you cancel into it, and he will bounce the screen away. But at least you will get rewarded for getting in on the opponent. You actually get a reward for hitting them. Like, if Jab, 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 EX SPD did less damage than an EX SPD, I think that's fine. I think that would actually work. Uh, I talked about E Honda earlier. Uh, it's he, he's a weird one. <laughs> he's a weird one. So yeah, uh, make six HK go through fireballs. That'd be interesting. That's another one. Just make six HK as well as three HK. Not complete and utter ass. And make jump drop kick not complete utter ass, dude. Like they gave him these interesting moves and they are awful. If you ever block Zangief's drop kick, dash and kill him, he's like minus 34. <laughs> if you block Dr Zangief's drop kick in the air, dash and murder him, he's like minus. I got punished by a jump in combo one time when the opponent blocked my drop kick. They jumped at me and killed me for doing the drop kick even though I bounced super far away. <laughs> Down forward heavy kick should be minus eight. Or may, oh, I think it, is that the one that's minus eight? No, forward heavy kick is minus eight, right? Whatever the case is, drive rush down forward heavy kick should gain so much momentum and be safer on block. Like, just let drive rush into down forward heavy kick be a missile. Just let it be a missile. <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, it's not, I mean, dude, because, like, it has this awesome counter hit tumble shit. Like, you never see that. That just never happens. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. He has all these cool moves and they're so useless, dude. That's the biggest problem with Zangief right now. 
Harobi-san is disagreeing here. Oh, man. He needs it, dude. He needs it. Dude, how can you struggle from Zangief drive rushing unless you just have bad reactions like me, basically? Because there are people out there that you can't drive rush on. Like, as soon as you drive rush, they just they just kick you almost instantaneously, dude. It's crazy. Uh, headbutt does not nullify projectiles. No, it does not nullify projectiles in this game. Uh, it has not the ability to do that, so... <laughs> Anyways, uh, I got to edit these videos uh, and then get on the ICFC. God, I got, I'm got. i almost wondering if I should just be like, can you do ICFC without me today? Because <laughs> I'm so tired and I need sleep. <laughs> I need sleep. Uh, <clears throat> but in any case, thank you guys for watching. That's my tier list over here. I didn't need to do a viewer Q&A because I thought it was only, I was only going to have like, 50 minutes of discussion, but apparently I can talk about all this shit forever. Uh, but we'll go back to my tier list again. I really do think Luke, Ken, and Jury are the cream of the crop. I think Blanca, JP, DJ, and Honda are like clearly some of the best right now. Uh, Cami, Manon, and Guile are problems, and they can absolutely win tournaments, and I do believe uh that in the right hands they are as strong as the top tier uh we're waiting for a hero for kimberly chun Li, dalsam and marisa but they are all definitely rated too low and then uh ryu and jamie uh, they're strong <laughs> i don't know why we're not seeing more of them and then lily and zangief definitely needs help here so yeah, I know. I never have any short segments. I always think I can do. Uh, Shine is the Kim. So what I'm saying is that the heroes may exist already for those characters who are need a hero, but we haven't seen them win the tournament yet. We haven't seen them get the top eight and destroy everybody at a big major because we haven't had a lot of big majors yet. Right. So that's basically what it is. But Shine, Shine's Kimberly is it's my hero. Uh, and I think he's basically one of the strongest. It's him and Diaphone right now. Those two are probably the best Kimberleys out there. And they both clearly can make it very far in the tournaments. But we need to see it happen in a big major, etc., etc. So, <sighs> okay. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching. Thank you guys for hanging out over here. Uh, hope you guys had a good time here uh, listening to me ramble on about fighting games again. And uh, remember to like and subscribe, comment below. Uh, let me know what you think of my tier list. Because <laughs> I'm sure most people are like, uh, no. So I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about that. Like I said, the tier list definitely can change. But what I have written over there, I feel very comfortable with. Like, I'm not even at that point where I'm like, well, maybe a waffle wishy. Like, that tier list that I just listed for you, I feel very confident in my current standings. So I'm curious to see what you guys think of all that stuff. So, uh, but uh, that'll be all for today. Again, uh, just to let you guys know, I did a part two of the frame meter video. Please check my channel for that. A lot of people have been looking for that part too. So please, please, please uh, check that out if you guys have a chance. I put a lot of work and effort into that video. Had a 12 to 13 hour edit session 
one day, which is why I'm tired right now, because I'm in a sleep deficit. Check that out. So, and then also, of course, the first attack videos. Look for the first attack 2023 playlist. I am the guy from Street Fighter 6. I am the color commentator, James. James, J. Chen Zor Chen. And so, yes, if you play Street Fighter 6, make sure you turn me on. And, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Phrasing, phrasing, make sure you select me as a commentator and listen to me be amazing in the game itself. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for watching. <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out. And remember that the day this podcast graced your ears was the greatest day of your life was the most important day of your life but for me it was tuesday grapplers of course are gonna be happy but the funny thing is like when you hate grapplers the reason why grappler players get so frustrated by that is because grappler players have been suffering for decades we have been suffering for decades and people who hate grapplers have no justification to it you do not know how struggle bus it is playing a grappler in most fighting games in almost every fighting game, the grappler is the biggest struggle bus in the world. And to hear people being like, I hate grapplers, good. You're just like, what? Like, <laughs> are you, uh, do you want, like, do you want to make sure, like, I, you, let's lower the minimum wage. Like, why not? Let's just do that. You know, like, honestly, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't hate grapplers, dude. Like, it's so unjustified to hate grapplers man i mean to be fair uh the th 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 the razo gem the razor gem uh snake eyes won texas showdown with potemkin in uh strive but it's snake eyes <laughs> right it's snake eyes <laughs> The reason why you get blown up by grapplers is because you won't accept the fact that you just have to change your gameplay to fight a grappler. You don't play your game to fight a grappler. You turn yourself into a zoner when you fight a grappler. And then everything sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Because grapplers are the easiest characters to zone by design. You just turn into a zoner. That's it. Like, Bison in Street Fighter 4 killed Zangief by hitting Roundhouse. Like, you didn't <laughs> scissor kick. You didn't do any of his pressure. You just hit Roundhouse until Zangief died. That was how you killed him. And that's the thing is like once you actually start to understand that you just need to change your gameplay, then you just get to the point where you're like, God, I feel so bad for this poor grappler. He's just dying. 
<laughs> he can't do anything to this button. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, heavy kick. Sorry, not just roundhouse. Heavy kick. Uh, that's, honestly, that's the thing. That's how you beat grapplers. You just poke them to death and just make sure you have your anti-airs on point. And then grapplers can't do jack shit. The problem with you losing to grapplers is that, you know, and they even let you do this now in five and six. They let you rush grapplers down now. You couldn't even do that in games like Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 2 where a wake up reversal SPD beat all meaties. Now you can rush him down. Like Zangief in Street Fighter 6 is the weakest he's ever been in the corner. You can maul Zangief in the corner in a game where every normal is like minus on block. You can rush him down and kill him. Like he has the worst defense that he's ever had in his entire life. So they even took that away from grapplers as well. Before you couldn't pressure grapplers on their wake up. You just respected them and let them get up. And now you can just bully them to death. Grapplers is suffering, dude. Grapplers is suffering. <laughs> right. But see, that's the thing, Forrest. You said in Street Fighter V, my Cami did dive kick, Geef did flex, heavy SPD, and I essentially lost the round. Why are you dive kicking? Cami has zero reasons to ever dive kick at Gaia, at Zangief. You just hit standing medium kick until and crouching medium kick until you win. That's it. Unless he tundra storms your standing medium kick, Zangief cannot beat standing medium kick and crouching medium kick the strategy. That's it. You win by two buttons. That's the struggle bus of grapplers. This is what I mean. When you hate grapplers is because you're trying to fight a grappler like they're every other character in the game. Don't do that. <laughs> That's why I keep saying his lariat needs to be better. The concept of a grappler is they shut down your options because they have so few of their own. Being good on wake up and good on defense is supposed to be what makes a grappler fair. The fact that he can't jump at you but you can't jump at him and you can't pressure him on his wake up makes up for the fact that he can't jump on you. And it's so much work trying to get past diagonal 45 degree move that you have. <laughs> That's the idea. But in Street Fighter 6 over here, they didn't give Zangief any of that stuff. <laughs> they didn't give him any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, what if Zangief box a full screen fireball then SPDs you because you didn't jump? <laughs> That means you're playing Super Street Fighter 2. <laughs> that means you're playing Super Street Fighter 2. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> That's just the thing is people don't understand that how you beat grapplers is you. Yeah, you don't get to play your game. And does that make it boring? And does that kind of suck? Sure. I can see if you hated fighting grapplers, not because they were cheap and broken, but because they made the game boring for you. and You don't feel like you could play the game that you want to play. I get that. If you tell me that I hate grapplers because they make they're boring to fight against. Totally get it. 
But anybody who's like, oh, they're too good, they're so strong, like, it's just like, have you been paying, like, honestly, yeah, there are some games where grapplers are strong, right? Like, Grappler and DNF Duel is freaking scary as hell and stuff. But, like, I'm talking traditional Zangief-style grapplers, uh, honestly, so... Yeah, zoners. I mean, that's why people hate fighting zoners, too, because you can't play your normal game again. The, the reason why people hate zoners and grapplers is because they force you to play a game that you're not playing. You have to play their game, right? Like I said, when you fight against a grappler, you're playing tower defense, okay? But instead of allocating resources, you're allocating mental stack to the attack vectors, you're allocating mental stack to the forward, uh, so you're adding more powerful am, uh, cannons to the ground game, and then adding some cannons to the anti-air game, but I'm, this is your mental stack concentration. You have to play power, tower defense. If you try to go and attack them, you're going to lose. When you're playing zoners, you're playing shmups. You're just trying to find the gaps in their patterns, and you hide in those gaps, and then you find that opportunity to squeeze through a few bullets and then you get in on them and you get to shoot them for a bunch of damage. That's it. It's really what it is. So, <laughs> Zoners in anime games are way worse, says Smack Dave. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, that's my grappler rant. Maybe I'll separate the grappler rant into its own video. I probably will. I'll, I'm just going to title it, You Suck at Fighting Grapplers, okay? Grapplers, grapplers aren't, like, grapplers don't suck to fight against. You suck at fighting grapplers. That's what I'm just going to put down in the title, dude. Oh, gosh.